chases, kept it alive, Pickett, a full 360, then foot now, that could wake them out of their slumber. There, but Alex Neilborn, tough as nails, has the second go, he was upended, Jeff thought his feet were taken, lovely handball into Jackson, what a party trick that was, they got three in a row, the Demons, and they squares it up. Hello and welcome to Attention to Detail, the podcast for D's fans, by D's fans, as we hold on for dear life aboard the rollercoaster ride that is Barracking for the Melbourne Football Club. This episode is proudly brought to you by our sponsors, Hop Hen Brewing and Valley Electrical Group. My name is Tim. Unfortunately, I am running solo tonight. Simo has, uh, yeah, fallen under the weather a little bit, so he won't be joining us tonight. But I'm very grateful to have uh, Sue from the Demon Army to join us, and she's going to give us a bit of a chat about her trip to see the D's take on Port Adelaide in the Alice Springs, which was, yeah, a spectacle in itself. And, yeah, what a master performance from Cozzy Pickett, which enabled us to really get over the line and what was a really gritty win uh, without Clary. And, yeah, really lost a lot of, a number of key stats, but D's were able to get the important four points. And I'm going to have a chat to Sue about that now. And, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll uh, touch on everything else post-game after the Bulldogs game this week. So hopefully you enjoy the chat with Sue. Uh, yeah, great to hear her insights. And the Demon Army is such a fantastic uh, group that do a body of work to support our club and obviously have all behind the banners and, and so much more behind the scenes. So really exciting to talk to her and hope you guys enjoy it. We are extremely fortunate to have our next guest on the podcast. We are very lucky to have Sue from the Demon Army, who's just freshly returned back from a stint in Alice Springs, who got to see yeah the uh, the spectacle that was the Demons' victory in Round 18 against Port Adelaide. Suzanne, thanks so much for joining us. How are you going? Have you recovered from your trip yet? Well, firstly, thanks for having me. Have I recovered? Well, I've come back to Melbourne, you know, Melbourne, frosty Melbourne. <laughs> and um, that's the well, that's what I need to get over, really, isn't it? It's coming back to Melbourne after being in wonderful Alice Springs for a few days. What was the temperature um, like? No. Well, actually, we did have minus negative temperatures overnight. Um, it was minus one and minus two on the couple of nights that we were there but then during the day it went up to the you know mid-20s so I was either dreadfully underdressed or horribly overdressed you know whichever way you want whichever time of day you you know you look at it I was cold and then we were hot um but um no beautiful beautiful crystal blue skies um red dirt blue skies I mean Alice Springs it's made for the demons everything is red and blue was amazing it's a wonderful place to go to it's just and obviously the tv doesn't do it justice but it is an incredible backdrop as well to watch a game at and i think you know the days have now been there for a considerable amount of time it, it has been a bit of a hallmark game for the club now hasn't it like and and also you know putting in the effort to um 
yeah, really make sure that they're giving to the community as well too with a pretty strong representation of Indigenous players within the club for a number of years. But it's it's become a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a hallmark of, of the club and it's great to say that they're, it's not just going up there for a game. There's so much more involved in terms of um, giving back to the community and you could see that with the, with the crowd there and then everything else that I'm sure that your trip would have revolved around. Yeah, well, it's definitely not just let's go and play a game and get home again as quickly as we can. Um, I've been up there for every Alice Springs game. I love it and I want to continue going to Alice Springs. It is, there's quite a different feel um, at the ground. Um, it's like it takes you back to grassroots footy. Um, we're all sort of standing up against the fence. Um, small crowd, that's fine. Standing up against the fence though, but we can move around and, um, and get really involved. And um, the, um, we're never alone up there though. Um, we just you just mentioned you know the local communities so we don't just go up and play the game the guys go up a little bit beforehand and they'll go out into the communities and you might have seen some video footage of um, the Nirapi Demons the cup went to Nirapi a day or two before the match and so every year there's been a busload of Nirapi Demon supporters come to the ground they come to the game and because they're they're the demons. They're wearing red and blue, um, and they just fit right in alongside us. They are fabulous supporters, and they are so excited to have AFL footy in town. And uh, so we've—I actually recognise faces now. <laughs> Some of the Nirapi, the Nirapi crew that come along. Um, but um, look, they—they they may not know our demons. You know, in the past, um, they've been alongside us. You know, cheering, um, and. Um, for instance, I remember, you know, a long time ago, um, they were cheering number two. Every time number two got near the ball, they went off because they recognised very quickly that number two was our star. That was Nathan Jones, of course. Yeah. Um, they didn't know him as Jonesy. They didn't know him as Nathan Jones, but he was the man. And um, so they recognised um, talent and, of course, and they recognised effort and skills and who was the man this weekend? It was Cozzy. <laughs> it was <clears throat> they every time Cozzy got near the ball. I know the noise was louder. Um, they were jumping up and down, jumping over. Well, you know, they tried to jump over the fence. Yes. Um, <clears throat> no, back you come. <laughs> um, uh, you know, grabbing a whole heap of flags and carrying on. And, um, of course, we've got this chant, Cozzy, 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 oi, oi, oi all right, works for us. Um, they didn't know. They didn't know what we were saying, but they just knew it was cosy, cosy, cosy. Um, we're better off giving the we want goal, we want goal. They get really involved in that one. Yeah. Um, but no, cosy was definitely the star. They love seeing him running around, and so did we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What an, what an absolute pearl of a performance. I just think that, yeah, easily like his best game for the club, but for... Probably in, in the last few weeks where we've had a bit of a lull uh, up yeah. forward in terms of firepower, you look at him like he, he's the difference on that on that game and he just pulled out a, yeah, a game a lot of people, especially the local community, will I think will remember for a long time because he uh. just put on such a spectacle for the the crowd and and yeah like we we as fans that have that have seen him grow over the last few years have known what his potential can be but this was just something else wasn't it like. Yeah, it, it was just such a magical performance. Six goals, that's right. I mean, how long has it been since we had a six-goal performance? Mm, grand, grand final. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Fridge. <laughs> yeah. 
but but no we haven't we don't have um our star full you know our staff forwards kicking six goals every week and Cosie just kept on going and going and going and bobbing up all over the place and kicking those um, really tight angle goals too. He was wonderful. He was really good. And this, the crowd just loved him. And I think that you didn't have to be a Melbourne supporter to actually um, get excited with, with his game, um, to be excited every time he got around there. I actually don't think there were very many Port supporters there at the ground. Um, we didn't hear a huge amount from them. We didn't actually see a great deal of them. Um, the crowd was definitely very pro-Melbourne. Um, but I think the neutral supporters there also, they really got right behind Cozzy Pickett. Such a fabulous player when he's on. Isn't he? We got a little, yeah, we got a little taste of that too when we went out to Santa Teresa. I've got to got to tell you about Santa Teresa. Um, we were asked last year if we could be there um, for the grand opening of the, the green Santa Teresa Oval. Um, we were going to make a banner. We were going to, um, there was going to be a local game where two teams were going to run through the banner, play their game. Uh, you know, the, the whole community was up and about about this, um, the greening of the oval at Santa Teresa. And um, so along came COVID and locked us down. So we didn't get along. And um, in fact, I don't think they even played in our springs last year. They didn't know no, the no, whole, no. yeah. So, we did it again this year. Um, we made a banner for the local community and because it was not an official AFL-sanctioned um, match, we could make a very long banner. Um, we had fun with that one. And so we made a banner. Um, a couple of carloads in convoy went out to Santa Teresa on the Saturday morning and um, we arrived and Melbourne Football Club staff were there and the barbecue was on and the local community were all dancing around. Um, I know we jumped out of the car and um, just stretching our legs. And next thing, someone's got the cup in their hands. You know, we didn't, we didn't realise, you know, the Premiership Cup was yeah. going to be there as well. And so the cup was in our hands and we could basically just run away with it and do whatever we liked with it. <laughs> um, and we did. We couldn't run very far, though. If you, you know, if you knew what the journey out there was like, it's, it's 80 kilometres of um, bumpy dirt road, corrugations, dips and, you know, rocks and <laughs> cattle grids and <laughs> all that sort of thing. Um, so, no, we wouldn't have gone very far with the cup. It, we did return it. Um, but the cup was passed around. Anyone who wanted their photo with it, anyone who wanted to handle it, everyone, you know, was able to get their hands on the cup. Um and so there were speeches, um, the local community welcoming us. Um, ABC was there as well. Someone did a story on the whole thing. We got to see the green grass on the oval, um, the goalposts that were donated by the MCG or the MCC. I'm not sure who actually handed them over, but they did come from the MCG. Um, and there are light towers there at that ground as well. So we were told that, um, it's a big meeting place for the local community. In the evenings, you know, they will be sitting on the grass at the local oval, just enjoying life. Um, sometimes there'll be a bit of sport happening. Sometimes it's just sitting there, um, you know, chatting amongst themselves. Young ones up one end, older ones up the other. It is like a big mint meeting point. Mm. Um, so when the speeches and so on were all over, um, there were meant to be two teams 
of players come out onto the ground and play a game. And um, it took a while for them to actually appear. I think they were a little bit short on numbers. So a couple of our crew threw on the Melbourne Guernseys and played with them. <laughs> and a couple of the Melbourne staff also threw on some Guernseys and, you know, just jumped into a team. But um, so we put the banner up again for them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, well, and um, it was our boys that said, you've got to run through it. You know, we don't just stand in front of the banner. We run through it. And if you've got a footy in your hand, you kick that footy through the crate. <laughs> kick it through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we taught them a thing about going through um, footy banners and um, and the game started. And you really, it was such an eye-opening experience as well to watch these two groups of Indigenous boys playing against each other. Sk- they play the game quite differently. Their skills are sublime. They run and just pick up single-handedly. They can pick up that ball and pass it onto their foot in a flash and the ball has been moved on to the next contest and they do it so so skillfully, so quickly. Um, it's quite a different game, really is. And it was just really enjoyable to watch, incredibly enjoyable. Um, no defence. It was like no defence. It's all yeah. forward movement. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> forward yeah. movement, attacking footy, and let's <laughs> yeah, and let's pass it across the ground re- really quickly and move it down. And um, oh, there was one fellow standing in the back pocket. I think he was meant to be playing as a backman. Um, ma- name's Matthew Whelan. Matthew Whelan standing in the back pocket. Um, he actually took a phone call during the match, and he stood <laughs> in the back pocket. He stood in the back pocket and he didn't do too much, but he was yeah. out there. Uh, he said afterwards he was actually being interviewed for um, on radio at the time, so he had to just step away and pretend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, <clears throat> yeah. So I know I look at those young fellas, the, the Indigenous boys, just from the local Santa Teresa community playing that game and I, straight away, there's one person who stood out remarkably. Um, I guess Melbourne's talent scouts are actually looking at all those boys and wondering, you know, who might actually be the next, you know, big player coming from Northern Territory. Um, it was a, you know, really good opportunity to get a close-up look at some of them. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, definitely sounds like it. I mean, the whole experience that you've just sort of talked about, and it might sound a little, you know, the cliche probably gets thrown out a little bit, but it really is such a fantastic uh, benchmark about how footy just brings people together. And I guess, um, as you said, the investment that the clubs not only put in, but for to see, you know, like the communities be grateful and, and be, as you, as you mentioned, like be a, a bit of a hub now in that community. And now it's a bit of a landmark and can be used for a multitude of different reasons, but for for a game, for a national game to have that sort of impact on, on an Indigenous community like that and to see see them come out in droves and really enjoying themselves, I think it, it must be, yeah, it, it must be pretty proud to, I suppose, be a part of the club that, that's really instigated that too. Yeah, we were, um, you know, just taking in all the sites as well and um, one little girl, you know, still really memorable, you know, because she comes to mind, um, she might have been, two or three years old and she was wearing pink football boots (laughs) (laughs) so even at that very very young age she was she was definitely very young um yep her footwear was footy boots (laughs) and they were pink (laughs) yeah future star no doubt 
No yeah, doubt. Yeah. Um, quickly, just a couple more points about the game. Was there anyone else like we talked about Cozy Pickett and his performance? Like, yep. we know where that was. Uh, how did you see the rest of the game play out? Like, it was a pretty interesting first quarter in terms of like there wasn't a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you heard the commentators, no. commentators were talking a lot about that there was it was quite quiet at, at ground level and there wasn't a lot of talk going on. But it just you could tell you could sense from watching it on TV that just there was no yeah it wasn't a lot of spark and it didn't seem like that they were really exerting a lot of energy in the game. Yeah, correct. Um, it was a really slow start. Um, both teams. It was hot. I felt hot. Um, yeah. we, we had to get the banner up for the team and, you know, get it off and everything that warms me up. Um, I've, but it was just warm under that sun, but also, um, the crowd of 6,000 people, um, only arrived, most of them arrived at the ground late Yeah, right. because the, the gates only opened an hour beforehand. And, um, there was a crowd of people, like a line of people going up and down, you know, the street on each side so it was really hard getting people into the ground there were lots of people who said we were late sorry we're late we're late sorry we've missed the first quarter well you know lucky you (laughs) (laughs) um because yeah there wasn't much happening there so um it was just a very very slow dull start yeah for sure but um warmed up a bit in the second quarter um we kicked some goals we got in front again uh well we we got in front for the first time, you know, during the second quarter. So um, that got us, you know, stirred up a bit. And um, then the third quarter, I mean, the local group around us, they, they sensed it, you know, they picked up, they all of a sudden (laughs) we would, we're just crushed, you know, the mob, the mob have come down around us and, you know, everyone wants a flag. Everyone wants to hold something and wave and cheer cozy, cozy. Yeah. But they don't get the oi, oi. (laughs) (laughs) How many, how many of you guys uh, went across as, as the Demon Army? How many of you made the trip? Um, we have quite a number of us there. Look, there have been years when there might only have been half a dozen. Um, but I think, you know, all up there could have been maybe 20 or 30 of us. Yeah. Um, some people prefer to sit, you know, around the, the ground. You've got a few seat raises. So some people don't like standing, um, you know, up against the fence. They'll go and, you know, sit away. Um a little bit further over um but most of us we just stand behind the goals on what used to be the neville jetta hill well (laughs) that we couldn't take that sign up we've had to bring down the you know bring down the neville jetta hill sign we'll just have to put up cozy's kingdom we think now (laughs) sounds good it's got a good ring to it (laughs) Mm. oh fantastic i thought um other other sort of big big players in the game. I thought I thought Petrarca did pretty well for the absence of of Clayton Oliver. Like we were obviously pretty yeah. down in the clearances and uh, lost pretty much most of the key stats uh, against Port Adelaide. Who you know credit to them. They it was always going to be a tough game. They're not the same side that we played earlier in the year. And mm-hmm. I think looking you know looking back at it now, it was always going to be a really important game for the club because looking at looking down the barrel of the. Uh, of the run home, it's we've got some challenging oh, games coming up. Hard work. It'll be yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting to do. But it was great to see them at least deal with a bit of adversity there. Even though it did get a little bit nervy towards the end, those yeah. uh, the last seven or eight minutes was yeah, yeah. I know. Ring the siren. Yeah, ring the <laughs> siren. <laughs> um, Jack Viney is having a real purple patch at the moment. He really stood up again this week. Um, he was he's phenomenal isn't he in his he tackling is. and his crunching um he was 
he was quite good. Uh, um, there was a bit of a worry in the first quarter. And you see, there's something else that may have had us a little bit flat in the first quarter too. Uh, when Jake Lever went down yeah, and yeah. that happened in front of us, his little fall, and we were concerned that he may have broken an arm, um, a wrist. You know, no one's listening into commentators when you're there at the ground. Yeah. So we saw what we saw. And um, then thankfully he comes back on and he's only got his shoulder taped up. Good, relief. Yeah. And, and, you know, what we're watching him closely. And, um, yes, there was a contest, incoming ball, and he goes to – he goes the punch. And he he does the big punch with his right arm, which was the the shoulder that was taped up. So we thought, okay, he did that yeah. well, so he must be okay. That's it, and seems to be shaping up. I think, uh, yeah, just needs to pass a fitness test. I think for this Saturday mm. night's game against the Dogs. So that's that's some good news because yeah, certainly it was a bit of a worry so early on as well too. Um, I yeah, thought, with Harrison Petty out too, well, you know. So yeah, fingers crossed. I think it was a different looking back line. It certainly was. Speaking of back one, though, I think Adam Tomlinson, mm. you know, like he's been mm. when he's had his opportunities, uh, it's been a little bit up and down, but I thought he was pretty solid as well, too, on Sunday afternoon. He certainly was. I think he yep. did a pretty commendable job uh, down back there. And I think, yeah, he used the ball very well. I think he ran at about 93% in the end. So for the ball that he did use, he, uh, yeah, he made sure it was. Um, it was worth it as well too. And then, yeah, a couple of other players, I think that, you know, I think there's a few unheralded performances. I thought Jake Melsham, you know, obviously yes, been in the news a lot. Tip. But, yeah, but, I mean, just his couple of efforts. I mean, that tackle on Aaliyah Aaliyah, you know, early on in the game was just one of those moments yeah. where, you know, the momentum wasn't really with us. But he sort of gave us a little bit more flexibility going forward as well too. It would be interesting to see where... I'm not sure about how he goes about retaining his spot for next week, but I mean, I like the look, you know, he didn't get a lot of the ball, but I think he had seven tackles, you know, playing in a forward, mid forward role, which is, he was our leading tackle getter for the, for the afternoon. And then yeah, four score involvement. Goal and, was and terrific. Goal. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. And he passed off from that same position yes. um, <laughs> to Benny Brown. Yes. he certainly um, did. So he was very lively and there was one chase right down the wing can't remember who, which Port Adelaide player he he chased right down the wing and he didn't give up. He didn't stop. He kept going. He didn't catch yeah. him, but he kept going. I thought, good on you, Jake. Um, no, he was solid. He was certainly solid. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think Alex Neil Bullen certainly had a couple of really inspiring moments. Oh, yes. Too. Like those efforts yes. to get back in to, to lead to that. Uh, Luke Jackson goal, which was, you know, um, led to by the Viney over the over the head handball. But like Nibbler's Nibbler's efforts to get not in the contest just once but twice and and you know mm. it was was mobbed by uh, Port Adelaide players. But time and time again, he just proves his value to to the club as well. Too, I thought I thought he had a really unheralded performance as well. Yes, and um, that first quarter, I think it was first quarter effort. Where, you know, you mentioned that tackle, tackle, you know, carry on a tackle again. That was right in front of mum and dad. Yeah. And um, I knew they were I knew they were there at the ground and I thought, good on them, they're in perfect position for that. So they'll let they would have let him know, you know, great effort, Nibs. Yeah. Any yeah. any any areas for improvement that you saw from that game? I mean, I know we're you know, we're still tweaking our game and and I think you know, we look at last year and we didn't come into playing a best footy right up until the end of the season, which was perfectly timed, obviously. But uh, anything else that you can sort of see that's really clear uh, from from Sunday afternoon's game that we need to sort of keep fine-tuning? Uh-huh. Oh, there's, there's still a lot, isn't there, really? <laughs> I'd like 
then they're, we're winning. It's like the first 10 games of the season, isn't it? We're still winning, but we're not playing brilliantly. I'd really like to see them start moving through the middle again. Just yeah. bang, bang, bang through the middle. Move it fast. Yeah, and I suppose with um, Maxi and and Jackson being probably a little bit, you know, still finding their feet a little bit, the long down the line is getting, I don't know about you, but it seems to be getting a little bit too predictable, especially from kickouts and, you know, Stephen May sort of, it's been, it's it's our only, it seems to be our only game plan. It's, it's, uh, as you mentioned, like not really looking for that attacking 45 where a lot of teams do that against us to try and work Mm. their way through our zone. Melbourne still seems, and look, Credit to them, they've stuck to their guns and we'll, uh, we know what happened last year. But, yeah, at, at times watching it week in, week out and you're thinking, hmm, are we actually getting the best possible, uh, you know, out, outcome from those from those kicks? And Stephen May, I mean, he's had a shaky couple of weeks, but, you know, he's, he's got a very reliable kick and you sort of think, well, can you, you know, bite off a little bit more and, and, and go for an attacking kick every now and then to, to look for yeah. the middle and... We've seen what happens when we get the clearance. I mean, clearances were now our strong suit on the weekend, but far out when when we are, when we're on like that, it's just yeah, no one can stop us. Mm. I have to admit, to um, I ran into um, Luke Jackson <clears throat> on Saturday. I think it was Saturday, <clears throat> and um, the only thing I wanted to say to him was I just wanted to thank him for everything that happened last year. I just wanted to thank. I haven't had a chance to say thank you, Premiership player. You have changed my. You have changed our lives. Thank you. And um, so we talked about the Premiership game, and not in great depth. It was just, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? You know, I hope we can do it again. And then it was Jacko who said to me, "How did you feel in the third quarter? <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel in the oh, third quarter?" So good. Like. Wasn't that great that, you know, is he just come, it was, I thought it was really great. He came out with this. He hasn't, you know, he still remembers. It's still very much part of um, part of the game and um, what he, you know, the day. He just wants to know, how did I feel? Yeah. How did I feel? Bang. Yeah. Thanks very much, Jacko. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I was trying to think the only other talking point I sort of thought, you know, like Bailey Fresh has been in the news a little bit the last like, oh. few weeks. <clears throat> I don't know. Some of it, it, I think Sam McClure made an interesting point on the Real Footy podcast on Monday. He sort of said that he, he doesn't see a lot of difference in what Bailey Fritch has been doing. It's more so that because the goals are missing or, for instance, that... He's missing the goals. He's missing That's the goals all. or the Petrarca handball. He, got, he gets tackled and turns the ball over. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to actually go back and just sort of have a bit of a look and have a comparison because yeah, he's getting absolutely torched in the uh, in the media at the moment. But it's I mean it's frustrating to watch at those times. But nine times out of ten, had it been he's been so effective going forward as well. So uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it makes for an interesting point, doesn't it? One of our um, members who was up there actually said to put the Bailey Fritch you know case um, to rest. Here are his stats. He kicked whatever number of goals. He was um, involved in so many goal assists, um, marks, hand passes, all that sort of thing. And um, he missed one pass to a player, you know, to a player who was, you know, in a better position. But everything else was perfect. So whatever whatever people want to make of that, um, I certainly hope Bailey's not listening. I just hope he keeps on playing the way he plays. I don't think he's got a problem. He's yeah. just, he's missed 
he's missed the goals on those occasions, but he's got them on other occasions. He's um, been, you know, involved in goal assists. He's moved the ball forward. He's got it, you know, forward 50 entries, all of that. He's he's still a mighty fine um, forward player. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I hope he's not listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> There's probably a fair chance that he's not. <laughs> Although he's at, yeah. he's, well, his family's out from, from my way. I'm, I'm in... I'm out in the Yarra Valley, and, and uh, I'm, pretty, I'm his family's obviously from Coldstream, so yeah, not not too far down the road. But I, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't think they'd be they'd be tuning in. But no, as you said, you still want him to have that. Oh, his brother mindset. might have, his brother might have something to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd be the only one he'd listen to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt at all. But. No, oh, well, it's, it sounds like, yeah, an incredible trip and, it, and it's amazing that you've, uh, yeah, that you sort of committed, I suppose, to, to wanting to go to these each and every time that the club plays that game up there and, and hopefully it's a tradition that they will continue on as well too. Oh, I love it. I'll certainly be there again next year. I just hope they give us more warning, you know, in, with regard to the fixture and the date that we're playing. Yeah, what did they say? They scrapped it. They've scrapped it for the whole year next year, we'll, haven't they? The floating fixtures. We'll get not, yeah. round one to 15. Oh, one to 15. Okay. Yep. yep. Only one to 15. It's yeah. still not enough. Yeah. Um, but for, for the travelling group, we need to know earlier, you know, yeah, so we no can doubt. actually yeah. plan, our, plan our year ahead, you know, get our bookings, get our looking, you know. We're always looking at um, cheap flights, flight deals, accommodation deals. Yeah. Alice Springs was a very, very busy place um, last weekend. Um, there was no accommodation around. There was no car hire. There was um, um, there was a ceramics conference in town. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so accommodation was very, very scarce. Um, we were in some odd places. Yeah, yeah. No, I could imagine my in-laws have just uh, just passed through there. So, so there's a shame that they they would have just missed it. But uh they're heading up to up to Darwin, uh, continuing on, on a big road trip. But no, it would have been uh, it would have been a massive spectacle. But I'm sure you wouldn't have been, yeah, maybe expecting it to be such the hustle and bustle, <laughs> unable to find <laughs> find those bits and pieces. But quickly before we finish up, Suzanne, just yep. quick quickly a little bit about uh, your role at the Demon Army and and how long you've been a part of them, and and I suppose why you enjoy. I mean, you obviously love the club and you're a dedicated servant of the club, but uh, yeah, how did you come to joining and and just a little bit about the role that the Demon Army plays in match day? All right. Um, I've been involved since around 1999 or something like that, and it was, or maybe a little bit earlier, it was my little boy who's no longer little. Um, My little seven-year-old said... Um, when we were sitting in the old red seats at the MCG, mm-hmm. he just pointed across to the um, cheer squad, which was on the race. He said, I want to go and sit over there. And I said, no, <laughs> you're not going over there. That's the cheer squad. Um, and he said, I want to go and sit over there. And he took himself over and we had to move a little bit closer to keep our eye on him. And next thing he says, we have to go and make the banner. <laughs> what? We have to go and make the banner. He joined in this group of kids over there. And before we knew it, he was making the banner. We were going to Mooney Valley Racecourse, making the banner, because you can't drop your little seven-year-old old off and, you know, run away. You have to stay. Um, and you don't just watch, you know, you start helping. And before you know it, you're actually, you know, it's 20 years have passed and I'm still making banners and getting banners to ground. And um, anyway, that was what led me to become a cheer squad member um, and I'm still there, and it's it's um, um, 
it's a lifestyle as well. It's um, we have a great group of people. We're friends. We look forward to seeing each other on the weekend. We may not necessarily need to see each other during the week, but footy brings us back together. Um, we're there for each other. And so when we win, you know, we the wins are shared and it's um, a great fun celebrating. And when we lose, you know, it's much easier to actually, you know, accept a loss. And um, you've got other people, you know, geeing you up and getting you ready, you know, getting you through the next to the next game and, um, you know, bringing you back to that place, you know, where we where we love, you know, coming together, even if, you know, the team is the team of 2012 or 2013. Yeah. We've got this group of people that keep on bringing us together. Um, we go to we go to the interstate games, you know, just um, hang out in the bar together afterwards. You know, it's it's a lot of fun watching the football with friends. So, um, I um, am now one of the Demon Army coordinators. Um, we do a huge amount of work just for our group mainly, but coordinating um, banner, getting all the gear in and out of the ground, um, getting people to interstate games. Um, We've got Fremantle coming up, you know, very soon. So we're all talking about going to Perth um, and, you know, then just functions and events and just enjoying football together as a group. Yeah, yeah. no, amazing. No, you guys do <laughs> such a fantastic job. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, what a story to, to have your son sort of start off with that by pointing it, you know, over over at the uh, cheer squad and then oh, yeah, to all, go this time, over there. <laughs> <laughs> all this time later, you're, uh, yeah, coordinating all the fantastic work that happens. So, mm-hmm. no, look, Suzanne, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for jumping on. It's been great to hear, yeah, not only your insights to the trip, but, yeah, also your experiences with uh, being a Demon supporter and also a coordinator of the Demon Army. So thanks so much for jumping on. And, yeah, looking forward to uh, continuing on with a little bit, a little bit more success and hopefully, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's another great year for the club as well. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks for having me, Tim.